This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to You Should Watch, a genre TV recap podcast. I'm Joe Lipset, and I'm joined as always by Sheree Bohannon. Hey, Joe, hey! Sheree, we kind of finally got our wish. We're talking about Black Summer Season 1, Episode 5, Diner, and shit is finally happening. I'm so happy. I feel like <laughs> I've been wandering around a zombie apocalypse waiting for something good to happen. That's where I feel in Episode 5. <laughs> yeah so if folks have been listening along you will know that the last couple of episodes were not exactly to our liking to the point where sheree and i had to have a conversation after last week's episode (laughs) being like should we just not cut our losses but it was kind of if we have another episode like this maybe it's a five minute hey this didn't work for us and move on to next episode listen (laughs) and i was starting to suspect that was going to be the case for the rest of the season i was worried yeah i'm very happy we got some stuff again we could get there a little bit more interestingly yeah yes Mm -hmm. that too like (laughs) both both are true (laughs) like this episode didn't need to be 44 minutes and i i will say that as like a just kind of an overarching statement i think for what this show is doing even though yes this is absolutely headed in the right direction i'm back on board being excited wanting to see what future episodes are going to look like but this was definitely a case of mm, i think i would have liked this even more if it had been 10 minutes shorter yes yes so i came to a realization in this episode that Mm -hmm. these chapter breaks that are aggressively too many always yes (laughs) they feel like a throwback to the early um internet days where people were doing like three and four minute videos and building a Mm. season that way right and if we were doing that back in the olden days this might have worked but like for this format where it's like you have 45 minutes we need to do something and you're giving me like all these like little title cards (laughs) right yeah we're we're still recording this in a vacuum we haven't started to release episodes at this point but i i want to look up whether or not this ever aired on a a network with commercial breaks because that's what these feel like to me you know they're sort of artificially inserted in there but even that i think doesn't entirely make sense because some of them are just too short like mirage mirage what is that is that even 60 seconds i don't think so my no for that um chapter if we want to call them chapters is what Mm -hmm. was the reason because literally it takes us out of the diner and we go right back to the diner and i'm like for whomst yeah, the the only thing is, I feel like it's because they want us to be ready when Rose and Spears and Earl show up at the diner in the last segment. But part of me is like, you still could have achieved that. Like, it could have just been they've been walking, they're hallucinating because they're so exhausted, and then boom, lo and behold, they're at the diner. So yeah. I I understand the rationale, but partially it also doesn't feel justified by the storytelling exactly because they get maybe 30 seconds with the other group and so we could Mm -hmm. just tag that on to the top of the next episode right yeah like you you really could have just stayed with the diner for this entire episode make it a little bit shorter maybe make the next episode a little bit longer bam bob's your uncle 
Exactly. Because this was the first bottle episode that was working for me. And then we mm-hmm. left. And I was like, but. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I would like to stay in the diner, please. Right. I was like, you made me sit through all these other bottle episodes. <laughs> and now when I want one, you're like, no. <laughs> Well, why don't we talk about the events in the diner? Because obviously, that's where we're spending most of our time. But also, we do have these three new characters to explore. So we have Carmen, who is played by Erica Howe, as well as her presumed boyfriend, Manny, who is played by Edson Morales. And I thought it was interesting that they both speak Spanish, considering that Phil, the third person here, who is played by Stafford Perry, is so overtly and obviously racist and misogynistic. I thought it was very clever of the show to have two people who weren't exactly coded white. Yes, especially because I was starting to worry because we we recently lost our poor baby, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And we know we have spears out there, but I was like, if this becomes an all white cast, I'm I'm gonna have to leave respectfully, because <laughs> a ma'am son is still here as well. <laughs> she is, and I was like, she's literally, it's literally her and spears, and I was like, you yeah. won't even let her like communicate with people, which again. Because we're five episodes in, I have to make a narrative, so I'm not frustrated with the fact that she can't communicate with people. Mm-hmm. And what I've chosen to tell myself is it's a representation of how nobody listens to women of color anyways. Sure. Yeah. Right? And that makes sense. It's still frustrating. I wish that we as the viewers could hear what she's saying. Mm-hmm. But for her to be like, nobody's listening to me anyways. <laughs> Nobody gets shit about what I'm saying anyways. Um, no matter what I do, they're just going to talk over me and make it seem like I'm not trying to contribute, which is what Phil does. He's like, well, she doesn't speak English and she's tiny, so we should check her out to the zombies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you bitten racist. Oh, yeah. We we will get to Phil's racism because I want to have a whole conversation about it. But- I will say I'm actually starting to come around a little bit on the way the show is using Sun. I I agree with you. I wish that we were either privy to it or that she had a little bit more language to play with because as an audience, it's a little frustrating. But I do appreciate that the characters have been able to read her and therefore engage with her if they're willing to. But also, she clearly understands everything people are saying. It's just that she can't reply back. Yes. Yes. Which, again, I I wish that there was some way she could communicate. I, I do, because mm-hmm. I've made that narrative in my brain, so I can stop being frustrated, but also... <laughs> <laughs> Still a little frustrated. It is, because you basically have an actor who is in the action, but a sign line. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't get to really, like, respond to people until they're, like, actively being like, I think she means this. Or I think she's right. saying that. And I'm just like, stop trying to speak for her. But also somebody has to. But somebody I has to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like in this episode particularly, let, let's tackle the racism stuff. Because really, the majority of this episode is about the dynamic between these two groups. So we've got William, who is obviously backing Sun the whole time. I feel like the show was trying to make us question whether he was wavering like was he agreeing with phil when he was talking about "Ooh, we're the two alpha dogs we're the top dogs we're the ones who are in charge and i never really bought that william was going for this like it felt like he was just playing phil because phil is so overtly misogynistic and racist Phil is definitely the MAGA caricature in here. Mm-hmm. And I think William knows that. And William is just trying to get back to his family and make sure he can keep son alive if he can. Right. And I respect that. Those are two clear-cut missions. He's the only person mm-hmm. who I'm tracking as far as objectives goes. Right. Like, 
And so I, I love that he's like, I'm listening to this bullshit. I don't really care. But like, let me also try and keep the peace until he's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, you've gone too far. You're not going to take her. You're not going to do this. I'm going to shut it down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little surprised that we actually end up following through with Phil's initial plan, a.k.a. the part of the episode that is called A Plan. <laughs> it should be called A Simple Plan because what the fuck? Like... <laughs> Uh, If only because it seemed very ill-conceived and hastily put together. So I was kind of surprised that Phil wasn't using it as a way to not just sort out Phil's motivations, but determine whether or not they could trust Phil. Yeah, because literally they all put themselves in danger for that, if you call that a plan. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're in a kitchen. At least like take a knife, take a, I don't know, kitchen things that are sharp, but those are in there. But they went out there with like bricks and like fire extinguishers. I'm like, what are you? Are you mm-hmm. gonna like fist fight the zombies? What are we, <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. I I found that part very relatable. Like they chose weapons that hypothetically, if you hit people with, you would do damage to them. Because if you stab a zombie, it's not going to do anything. With that said, however, the number of times people were going for body shots as opposed to head shots in this episode. <laughs> I don't know if we're meant to believe that zombies are not a thing, like no one has ever consumed zombie media in this world, but all I could think of was, this person's getting tossed around on the ground by a zombie, and you're behind them with a frying pan, why are you hitting the zombie on the back? We need to address that we are in a world where everybody knows what zombies are. Like, Mm -hmm. no matter what your story is, everybody knows what zombies are. So headshots. Um, which is why, again, I would take a knife to the eyeball and see if we could do some brain damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you got to get pretty close. Well, maybe no more close than a frying pan, but I would feel more comfortable with something heavy like a cast iron as opposed to, okay, this is sharp, but I run the risk of this not going well. And then suddenly... Because they were split in pairs to like fight each one, I would have mm-hmm. definitely been like, you're going to try and grab him from behind. I'm going to run at right. him with a knife. As opposed to us just out here bricking them and being like, oh, no, this is a mistake. <laughs> yeah, they just they really did not seem to have it thought out, which was so surprising to me that William would have gone along with this. I mean, I'm I'm praising this man as though he has been level headed or that he is rational. And the reality is, is that. Our introduction to this character was him beating the shit out of the person who was trying to steal Barbara's car. So he is hot-headed. He is quick to fly off the handle. He's not a perfect person in that regard, but we like him because he works with Sun and he respects her enough to make sure she doesn't get thrown out of the diner. Which is why I wonder if we're reading it as he might be like quick flash the handle, but it really might mm-hmm. just be him full of adrenaline and scared right. and being like, something's happening, I gotta stop it. Because right. he's seeing somebody jack an old lady and he's like, I gotta do something. No, no, fuck. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he like throws himself in. Um, or he sees this about to go down. He's like, you ain't gonna do it. You're not gonna do it. We're gonna rumble in the fucking diner. Let's go. Right. Even though, again, he just wants to get back to his family, but he's willing to put himself in between the people and creatures who are trying to harm the women who might need some assistance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even if he's not the best guy, he's still far better than some of these other shitty dudes. Like, right now, he's my favorite dude on the show. Ooh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, the pickings are admittedly <laughs> a little slim. <laughs> yeah, like, if this were Tinder, there's only one to swipe right on. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> Um, everybody else is doing something and it's very shady. 
Well, what do you think of Carmen and Manny? Obviously, they're new. We've only really just met them this episode. Did you get a strong sense from them? Did you like? Did you dislike? I I was suspicious of them because, again, they were in the car that caused this diner scene. Mm-hmm. Um, And so when they were talking to Sun and they were kind of like sizing her up, I was like, I don't feel good about that. And right. then when they were like, okay, feel, let's throw her outside. I'm like, you're making enemies left and right, babies. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping you get eaten now. <laughs> but the fact that they turned on him when they were like, oh, he's the problem. Yes. I think that they are very much about saving themselves. And mm-hmm. that's fair in a zombie apocalypse, but also... To what gains? Like, are you willing to really, like, sacrifice how many people in order to make sure you get where you're trying to go as opposed to working together? Yeah, I appreciated. I mean, I know I talk shit about The Walking Dead quite often. It's mostly just because I I feel like that show overstated its welcome mm-hmm. and that it leaned into the sensational and the depravity of the human survivors of a zombie apocalypse. And sometimes I like that, but not for, like, 14 years. So... One of the things that I'm looking for when I consume other zombie media is, are there kind of nuanced portrayals? Like, this episode gave me interesting characters because you could tell right away that Phil was a shifty, shady, not good dude. Like, they cast this actor super, super well, even down to the teeth. I was just like, oh, there's something about his face that I don't like and I don't trust him. And then there's Manny and Carmen where they're saying also shady, shifty stuff and they're behaving oddly. And yeah, we met them when they basically killed Barbara, which is something that I was very appreciative that William calls them out for. Exactly. (laughs) But at the end of the day, like, as you said, you know, they're probably mostly looking out for themselves, but they're not actively looking to kill other people. Whereas Phil... As soon as he started to pay attention to Sun, you could already see the wheels turning. Oh, she's the weakest member of this group. We need to toss her out. Which, again, because someone doesn't speak English or is a woman, doesn't mean that they are less than a presumably straight white man. And I I love that this show acknowledges that Phil was just a shitty dude for immediately being racist. Exactly. He comes in with conspiracy theories, big MAGA energy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's telling them what he's heard, which is the opposite of what's going on. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? And <laughs> he's playing, oh, I didn't run you off the road. That was the person who was driving. And then it's like, yeah, let's let bygones be bygones. <laughs> right? Fuck you. And I'm just like, if you're in the car when it goes down, you're sus, which is, again, why him, Carmen and Manny, I'm just like, I wouldn't let you in the diner. I would let you outside because you tried to kill us five seconds ago. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I. I mean, I ended up liking the interplay. I'm curious to see how this will go because, for the immediate future, we are sticking with Carmen and Mandy. They are now members of this group, along with William, along with Earl, who is the guy who saves Spears and Rose at the end of last episode, or two episodes ago. What is time? Right. <laughs> but you know, I. I think one of the things that's interesting is going to be. Can these people continue to trust one another? They got out of a sticky situation at this diner, but they also got a little bit lucky that Spears was there with the gun when they needed somebody, because otherwise people were going to start dying. Yes, 100%. I'm also, because you triggered something when you said time, mm-hmm. I'm wondering how long they've been in this diner, because we know the other group went to mm-hmm. sleep in the school. And so I figured it was the next day, but would they have been able to sleep in the diner when they were literally playing Mad Max five seconds ago? 
Uh, maybe. Yeah, it's a question mark. I think we've got to assume it's been at least a couple of days, if only because of the way that Spears and Rose were reacting. Like, they walked all the way from the school, and let's not forget, episode three was literally entirely in a car. So I'm pretty sure that they were a ways away. So I think more time has probably passed in this diner than we realize. Which I I want to know... What happened with that? Because again, you have two groups of people who were literally about to murder each other before mm-hmm. they got here. And how are you going to sleep knowing that the person <laughs> across the booth from you <laughs> mm-hmm. tried to run you off a road and killed Barbara? And <laughs> I, I have questions, which I, I I don't want them to give me those answers because they will no. make it another three hours. But I I would like to know if I could just yeah. like slip me the answers. It is a question of how much time has passed and if there was a substantial period how did that work for these characters but you're absolutely right i don't want to see it right (laughs) i don't know maybe address it maybe don't at the end of the day it's not something i'm gonna hang a hat on but um yeah it's a little bit suspect because these people do not trust each other when this episode opens which i love to see um because again we've been waiting for this diner half the season Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so happy Yeah. Okay. So before we maybe get to the implications of the end of the episode and maybe where we go next, we do have an interesting narrative development. So we finally acknowledge that people turn into zombies when they die, regardless of when they've been bitten, to which I said, yes, show. We figured that in the first episode, but I guess thanks for the confirmation. (laughs) But more significantly, we mentioned something called the horde right so i'm wondering i mean the show is clearly working with a somewhat limited budget we haven't seen a ton of extras like i think the most crowd-filled scene was probably in the opening when people were lining up to go to the stadium so i'm curious to see how big we could do this horde but presumably we're mentioning it here because we will see it in the future i hope we do because again we're in the middle of the season this is episode five and Mm -hmm. so i i need to be building to something massive because we've been taking our dear sweet time easing into the bath water and (laughs) i'm ready i'm ready for something that's gonna like leave me gasping and have me excited to come back for the next episode right Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to hold off on pulling the trigger until the last episode of the season, which again is only just a couple of episodes away. But I found it very suspect that Phil was so adamant they had to leave the diner immediately because the horde might only be a few hours away and nothing would stop them. And I just thought, okay, I mean... I'm not exactly sure why he thinks that. Obviously, Carmen and Manny talk about having seen the Horde while they were up on a ridge and they weren't that far away. So I guess I get that. But it just like the diner seemed like a pretty safe space to stay in for a while. Right. Which is why I'm like that Horde better be badass for me to mm-hmm. leave the food and electricity yeah. and the booths because where else are you going to lay down? Where else? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of this episode, so I guess we could move ahead to when Rose and Spears and Earl show up and save their asses. But yeah, my initial reaction was, okay, you've killed two zombies. Good job, everybody. It's taken like seven of you to do this. But also, 
you don't have a car and you don't have a destination. You're all on foot and you've got however many cans Sun has in that bag. Good luck. <laughs> like, what's your fucking plan? This episode literally has two different chapter headings about plans. These people don't have a motherfucking plan. Right? That's what's the most stressful part of the show right now is that they are just kind of meandering. And I'm mm-hmm. just like... Where are you going? <laughs> right? You have some family in the stadium, so you want to go to the stadium. But also, nobody's like, let's try and find a vehicle. Let's mm-hmm. <laughs> let's be smart about how we move. Start running more zombies. Like, we used both of our bullets, and they were wasted because nobody wants to aim for the head. I, <sighs> I'm, I'm really worried for everybody because nobody was ready to survive. Yeah, and we can't even get to the stadium because that's the other thing that we drop in this episode is that to get to the stadium, we have to go through downtown and downtown is not safer. Right? And I'm wondering if at some point they're not going to be like, should we just go through the sewer? Hmm, maybe. I don't know if we have the budget for that either, but... (laughs) Probably. Because I know sewers are disgusting, but also so is being bitten by zombies. And so... That would be my thing to be like, let's go through the sewer and see if we can get to where somewhere safe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, okay, thinking ahead then, uh, episode six, you want them to try to find a car or develop a plan or hit the sewers? It's definitely time to have a plan. We cannot do another episode of, oh, let's see what happens when we open this door. Oh, no, mm-hmm. danger. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what in the Scooby-Doo? Like, we need to do something purposeful. Shockingly enough, danger around every corner. Yeah, because pretty much everybody's a fucking zombie at this point. Right? And so it's time for us to sit down and be like, what can we do? Who is in charge? Where are we going? Because, like, we're not going downtown. How do we get around downtown? hmm Yeah. Yeah. One has to assume that they are going to get a car. Even now, at this point, they would need, I think, two cars to travel as a group. But we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the next episode opens and, like, half these people are already dead and we're on the run or something. <laughs> <laughs> I would live. I would live. Because we have seven survivors right now, and that feels like too many. That's a big number. We're going to call this by at least a couple, so uh, don't get attached to anybody, as always, except for maybe Rose and Spears. And actually, we have eight. Lance is out there somewhere. Right. Oh my god, Lance. How could I forget? I wanted to forget. If he's in this episode, (laughs) I'm going to cry. Just so you know, I'm going to enter the chat with a crying emoji and you'll just know. (laughs) I'll just know. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I don't know where else we go next. I do know that the title of the next episode is called Heist. So... Uh, apparently we're gonna pull some kind of theft but i don't know why and i don't know where and i don't know how so question mark question mark question mark i'm really worried it's gonna be a flashback episode because when i think heist i think of in the before times there might be some crooks mm. among us i mean it could just be to get supplies or cars as we've questioned but i don't know this show doesn't we've never done a flashback have we we haven't yet, and it's the only thing missing from the things that annoy me. Um, like, okay. so, so it's, I could definitely see that being the next thing to be like, we're really pushing Sheree over the edge, y'all. We're going to do a flashback <laughs> episode right now. Because um, we were going to This whole cool. show is designed to break you. It is. It's like, what will push her over the edge? Let's throw it all at her and see what happens. <laughs> and because we're finally getting somewhere, I can see them being like, oh no, we're getting too cool. Slow it back down. Hmm. 
Maybe. Or maybe this is the turning point. Maybe this is when people say, oh, yeah, it takes a couple of episodes and then they figure their shit out and it's good from <gasps> episode five on. I need it to be, Joe. I need it to be because I can't go back to the olden episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, worst case scenario, we know that the last couple of episodes of the season are a little bit shorter. So we've, we've got some kind of silver lining regardless. <laughs> Well, with that said, Sheree, if people want to talk to you about how you would sleep with people you don't trust in a diner, how would they get in touch with you? One eye open and three knives. And I am at, <laughs> <laughs> Miss, at Miss Sheree on Instagram and Twitter. Where do they find you, Joe? I can be found at B Stole My Remote, and that's the letter B. And of course, if you want to get a hold of both of us and lament the fact that we got to see more of Barbara as a zombie than basically Ryan in its entirety, uh, you can reach out to the show at you should underscore watch. And of course, I will also thank the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network for hosting the show. But yes, until we come back for a heisty heisteray, kill the obvious bigot as soon as you possibly can. That's a good life lesson. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad.